This is Leslie. And this is Liam. And we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone new to the table to plant a foundational seed on how to grow your wealth and unlock your ideal lifestyle. We're so glad you're here. Today's guest is Donnie Aylshire, based in Chicago, Illinois. Really excited to have Donnie, somebody that's mentored both Leslie and I, mm-hmm. um, somebody that's a subject matter expert in quite a few different segments of financial independence and wealth building movements here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Donnie, we really wanted to ask, as you know, our podcast is focused on planting the seed to help trade money stress for real happiness. So what does happiness mean to you and how are you using your finances to get there? I think uh, happiness, and thanks for the kind word, guys. I always appreciate that. Um, I think we're all doing this together and for the right cause. Uh, When it comes to money, money is a form or a tool to help you achieve your goals or whatever you want in life, and that typically brings happiness. So for me, the money gives me the freedom or the ability to change whatever my objective is to make happiness. If it's to travel the world, if it's to help out others, if it's to purchase something or to give something to somebody else, money won't be a reason that I can't move forward Mm. with trying to achieve that. So that's kind of the big thing for me with money is not using it just purely to buy things, but to do whatever I want. And then that, that doing of what I want will bring me the happiness that I want. Am I hearing you're looking for time and options, Donnie? Is, is that I, what you're saying that, that, in, in a few words? That is what, Donnie? That is it. I mean, I truly believe when it comes to life, um, you know, we only have a finite amount of time on the earth, right? And there's only a limited amount of time that we want, and I want to have unlimited options. Mm. So I do write about that in my blog, timeandoptions.com. <laughs> but that really is happiness for me, right? It's going to be different for literally every single one of us. Mm-hmm. This is not a competition or to say who's right or wrong about happiness but it's just to have the ability to have time and then to do whatever options you want with that to make you happy absolutely yeah I think that's such a good point Donnie and I'm really glad that you're here for this week's episode specifically because I know that you are managing a multifamily unit yourself consider yourself to be a bit of a real estate guru whether or not you (laughs) like the word guru it's up for grabs for me Um, but one of our listeners actually is asking about whether or not they should rent their current apartment so they said you know should I rent my current apartment when I'm traveling the majority of the time I'm in consulting and I pay twelve hundred dollars for rent in Chicago each month although I'm there about two days per week every month a few friends in Atlanta have mentioned that they do something similar and I'm having a hard time deciding if this is for me Donnie with all of your financial independence background real estate background where would you start with this question how would you start to define whether or not they should try to rent out that apartment I think this is great that that individual was even thinking this way because this is very unique Right? It's you take a problem or a situation and you start to broadcast and you start to think differently. Mm. Right? Most of the masses would just travel and just eat that twelve hundred per month, which is roughly fourteen thousand dollars annually. Yikes. For me, it starts to look at why do we want to have this additional fourteen thousand mm. um, dollars potentially saved, right? So we start to look at what other options that we have, but even bigger picture like why do we want this extra money? Is it to have extra money to buy things? Is it to have extra money to justify us traveling for work? Kind of understanding specifically why they want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then we start to research what the options are. Airbnb, 
uh, finding out other short-term rental options are, what the market is specifically for our place. Mm. And then we start to look at what the potential income is. And then when we start to dissect, hey, I can bring in an extra, let's say, $600 per month, Mm -hmm. does that justify the stress and the additional work that's going to be needed to manage that versus maybe me spending less or maybe me finding a job that I'm not traveling as much? Mm -hmm. So those are a couple of the things that go into when I first hear this. I think it's an excellent question, and this individual can take a step back and understand what they're trying to accomplish with this extra money. And then from there, kind of dissects what do we, what's the next steps to go to to help achieve these goals? Yeah, good points. I I also think realize sounds like you're very busy in consulting. <laughs> One thing is think about the amount of time you have, and if it would be worth it to allocate so much more time to make maybe a little bit more, depending on what you would have lined up, whether it's a consistent renter just through. Right something like an Airbnb, VRBO, home away. Um, But some of the things you need to think about is you're going to have to screen your tenants, make sure that it's somebody that's responsible enough to upkeep the place that you want to come back to after your business trips. Uh, Another thing that I would think about is you have to be able to market your home. You have to stay up to date on a few different websites likely Mm -hmm. to market, um, prepare your home for the renters, make sure it's clean, probably weekly if you are renting on a week-by-week basis unless you have a consistent tenant. So these are all things that are going to add a lot more time and and probably stress in some cases. Um, Another thing is to to check out your homeowner's insurance policy. Um, That's something where you might have limitations based on what you currently have and what might be covered and Mm -hmm. if you're even able to rent out. So that's where I would probably start is figure out is can I legally rent my place out? Yeah, I hear you on that. I think there's so many questions that both of you have brought up, um, starting all the way from why are you looking for mon- more money? Is it just kind of a FOMO situation? You got a couple of folks in Atlanta doing the same thing and you're thinking I'm missing out on money. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we even get into the logistics of it and the idea of potentially being um, a landlord of sorts, even if that's possible for you legally, I think that's great questions to answer um my mind always goes to okay what are some of the hard numbers around this like okay we're paying twelve hundred dollars a month in rent Mm -hmm. it feels shitty to be honest because Mm -hmm. we're only there for two nights a week it sounds like um i wonder okay based on the market in chicago and full disclosure i just pulled up airbnb in chicago i'm seeing places from river north kind of down to like west town area at around maybe on average forty dollars a night in chicago so if we do that for five nights a week, um, that's 200 bucks you can make a week. Multiply that by four, 800 bucks you can make um, in the entire month. That might be doable. Like that mm-hmm. could cover a substantial that's 100%. amount. That's 100%. Assuming full capacity. Yeah, full capacity. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. That, that could be a substantial amount that you're paying towards your rent. But then we factor in the fact that according to Airbnb, their vacancy rate is on average about 48%. So let's wow. call that 50. Mm-hmm. So we're probably only guaranteed to make about $400 a month. So I always like to take a numbers approach to things after kind of thinking about what's the why behind it. Because... Mm-hmm. Let's think about all the potential logistics you have to go through um, for potentially making 400 bucks a month. Is it worth it? Yeah. Here's another thing too, not only making extra 400 bucks per month, but how can we save 400 bucks per month, right? Mm. So my mind starts changing with those things. So we're traveling, I think she said two times per week per mo- or per month, mm-hmm. right? So if you're paying 1200 bucks per month, that's $600 
that you're essentially losing by not being there. So let's take a look at money that we can potentially save for that 600 bucks per month. Mm -hmm. Cable was the first one that comes to my mind. Uh, what, what, no Disney Plus? No, I mean, just take a look at these <laughs> Baby things, Yoda. Right? Six, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what is Disney Plus? $6 per month. That's $72 per year. That's relatively nothing, right? Yeah. So maybe cable is 100 bucks per month. I'm not sure how much that individual is eating out, but let's say 50 bucks per week. That's $200 per month. And maybe your car, you have a car and you have car insurance and gas, and that is $1,200 per year at a low time. That's $100 per month. That right there, if we start to adjust these numbers, that's the $400. So you said mm-hmm. cable potentially, eating, eating out. out potentially, and anything related to a car, for example, just kind of cutting costs. A lot of people pay for. And, yeah. And these are the Typically. Th- these are the three biggest spending categories for most americans it's Mm -hmm. housing Mm -hmm. it's going to be food and then it's going to be transportation right so those are typically what makes up 70 percent of people's expenses in america Mm -hmm. and so it's not only about making more money but if we can cut out a lot of the bs and the frivolous spending Mm -hmm. then we might be able to do hey maybe 20 percent occupancy Mm -hmm. for airbnb and get up that extra money from cutting out expenses. So mm-hmm. it's not all one way or the other. The, just the way that this individual is thinking about being creative with saving money mm-hmm. or uh, getting extra income, you can think about the same way with saving money too. Yeah. Just my thoughts. Yeah, no, that's really interesting actually. And now I'm thinking back to Kendall's episode where she was talking about um, living in a, a two-bedroom yes. uh, two bedroom spot. I love what Potentially, she's doing. Mm-hmm. you know, if, if you own or if, if you're renting, having that roommate could help to offset some of that cost too. So right, yes. not just the, what was it, housing, food and transport, potentially cutting back mm-hmm. there, but then maybe even looking for creative ways to make share. up that income, share, um, within your living situation super interesting mm-hmm. um curious if anyone wants to play devil's advocate because i think we're all leaning towards don't do it <laughs> <laughs> the benefit the main benefit with this is is that other people have done this mm-hmm. there is many laws against the tenants even doing this so as a renter you have to make sure that your landlord allows this mm-hmm. however i would challenge that person if your landlord does allow this there's many other blogs and podcasts where individuals do this for a living they rent out and i'm not condoning this but they rent out multiple places and let's say they're char- they're charged twelve hundred dollars per month in rent well, then they Airbnb those for $2,000. Mm. So they're making a net profit of $800, and they do this across multiple units. It is tough in, in larger cities to do this. However, this is something, again, getting creative with your situation, um, where don't just say no, just see what the answers and the possibilities are. And this is just, again, playing devil's advocate in, in, in that person's favor. That's a, a unique way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I... Leslie, to answer your question, <laughs> I don't think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just think about the, the financials. One thing, if that extra couple hundred potentially a month is that meaningful to you, I just think of how taxing traveling is. Yeah. And when you come back for the few days you are home, you're not coming back and throwing your stuff down and laying on the couch. Mm-hmm. You're cleaning up. You're getting yes. ready to market to the next potential renter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're either checking out a current renter or you're getting ready to check in that next renter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see where sleep comes in. I, I don't see where <laughs> any fun at home comes in. I, I think it's important to maintain a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Although money can be so glamorous, mm-hmm. I think you need to ensure that you're, you're rewarding yourself and giving yourself a little break from mm-hmm. time to time. 
Yeah. I agree with that completely. You know, honestly, I think I think I might be in the same boat, Liam. Uh, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, this group of us seems uh, renting. Let let's let's use that another time. Let's see if we can be in creative. In situation, and, yeah, yeah. But seek other opinions. Maybe maybe there is. I think Donnie to Donnie's first point. What do you need this extra money for? Maybe yeah. it is very justified, and, yeah. and we don't have that information. But but I feel like we really planted the seed on the topic of this consultant considering renting. I want to make sure that all of our listeners know how this seed can blossom and grow <laughs> into, into these plants. So team, do we have actionable takeaways to help these seeds that we've planted become plants? I think the first one for me to see if it's even possible in your lease. If it's mm-hmm. not, this ends the whole entire conversation. <laughs> uh, and then also, too, just figure out what you want to do with that money. Is that 600 or potentially $1,200 extra dollars per month going to bring you that much happiness? Mm-hmm. Um, that's Those are the two areas I'd really take a look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you there, Donnie. The only thing I'll add is look at the numbers. What could you make on Airbnb? What could you make on VRBO, whatever it may be? And compare. Are we looking at making extra 100, making extra 6? Uh, I think that'll add some clarity here. Mm-hmm. And take those numbers and align that with the stress and effort that it could add to your time, your short time home. Um, that's my takeaway as well. I love it. Uh, but sad to wrap up this topic for now. I want to take a moment and celebrate a real growth moment Woo! from not one of our listeners, Hello. but one of our hosts. It's me. Spoiler <laughs> <Is> it <you? laughs> alert. <laughs> love it. I was one, like, what did real, I do? <laughs> no, not, yeah. Um, but it's actually relevant with this topic. And, and I also have been reflecting a lot since Kendall's episode, which was our first episode yeah, uh, um, after the intro. Guest. Great guest. And thought about a lot about home buying and did a lot of research, considered a few things. I was really stressing myself out. I'm seeing people like Kendall that are 23 years old, living in a city like Chicago, um, already building her wealth. Um, but I really understood that I was in a little bit different part of my life than somebody like Kendall. Uh, looked up the average home buyer in 2018 in the U.S. was 32 years old. So wow. we're not behind. <laughs> it's it's okay that we all don't have houses yet. I think we all needed to hear that. And right, and and I just thought to myself, wow, does it make sense to end my rental lease and and really go ahead and try to try to get in on a house, um, start building my wealth, get some passive income? Um, and I realized for myself, it doesn't. Mm. And I realized that through listening to these episodes and and having these different mentors, one of them being Donnie here, um, and understanding where am I at my life? Do I know I want to be in Chicago for the next few years? Do I know the neighborhoods of Chicago really well to understand where I would be comfortable? Mm. And I don't know that yet. Mm -hmm. I'm still very interested in actively pursuing that knowledge to then be prepared to buy a house if I plan to be in Chicago for X amount of time. But right now in my life, it was it was just adding a little bit too much stress and it wasn't so realistic with the amount that I currently had saved in the neighborhood and lifestyle that I was seeking. So right now I'm confident in saying renting is right for me and I am interested in continuously saving so when the time does come that I feel comfortable potentially purchasing a house, I will be ready to. Um, I realized this very moment's not that time and I feel like I really grew from listening to our episodes and just reflecting with a few of the ho- of the 
guests and with Leslie here on, on a few of these topics. Liam, that perspective is incredible and honestly love highlighting those stories on the pod because we know there are so many others like myself and Liam, like Donnie, that are beginning our wealth journey and seeking happiness in real time. So grateful to you, Liam, for being honest about what that looked like for you. Yeah. And listeners, we'd love to hear about your challenges and your growth moments as well. Yes, Leslie, glad you mentioned that. Go to the link, the Seeds podcast description, share your experiences with us. We want to help you achieve your goals. I'm sorry for selfishly taking the spotlight here. I felt (laughs) like it was relevant. Um, Something I'm proud of I came to growth with. But uh, we want to celebrate all of you when you do it, and we want to learn along the way. No, Liam. And have examples like that. Uh, Liam, I think that was perfect. Honestly, we can't wait to be a part of your journey. Thanks for being a part of ours. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to Seeds and stay up to date with our community as we collectively pursue happiness. Lastly, big shout out Donnie here, weighing in (laughs) on this topic of should I rent out my apartment or house to get a little bit of extra income given my situation. Mm -hmm. We always love chatting with Donnie. Donnie, where can they follow you? Where can they engage with you? A couple different places. One, uh, on LinkedIn, always connect with me on there. That's probably the most active social media place. I also write at timeandoptions.com, literally time, uh, like a clock, and <laughs> options.com. It's more for, uh, like philosophy-based versus just pure numbers, but I take a lot of bigger picture approaches. And those are kind of the two main sources. Very good content on Time Seriously, and Options. Don't go, let him undersell it. Go <laughs> put that in your browser right now, timeandoptions.com. Uh, Donnie, always a pleasure having you. And listeners, we'll see you next week. Enjoy our Wednesdays. Woo! Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>